Thank you for joining us on Love That Voiceover, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. I am your chic, geeky, unique host, Love That Rebecca. Hi, everybody. This is Mark Grau. Keep listening to Love That Voiceover. Oh, yeah, baby. Welcome, everybody, to Love That Voiceover. Thank you, thank you, thank you, you beautiful, fabulous, delectable, delicious, beautiful people. Today, I have a very special guest, as I always do, someone that's not entirely a voiceover talent but also a man of many other backgrounds, which we will get into, the lovely, handsome Mr. Mark Cashman. Welcome, Mark. Lovely and handsome. I've, that's the first time I, I've been described that way. Um, uh, I should get Obama to, to come on and say I'm the best-looking uh, uh, voice talent around. <laughs> well, you're not only a voice talent, and we're going to be talking right. a lot more about that. And I always say, <laughs> I always say, lovely because people are lovely, and you give off a lovely persona. And Thank I know you. you're handsome because I've seen your pictures. Oh, that's just totally subjective. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> you, well, now my my wife will not uh, object. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay. Well, what I'd like to do, Mark, is uh, for a brief moment, give people an idea if they haven't heard or don't know about you, uh, about your background. So I'm just going to tell people a little bit about you right now. Mark is basically... I'll try not to blush. Okay. Well, blush. That's cute. Now I'm going to add cute. Um, (laughs) Mark is one of the few people in the commercial production business on both sides of the glass. He is an award-winning radio and TV commercial producer as well as a working voice actor. He is the president and creative director of Cashman Commercials, where he creates and produces music and copy for radio and television. That's advertising copy. And over the past 25 years, Mark has won over 150 local, regional, national, or international advertising awards, which includes the Telly, the Addy, the IBA, the Sunny for Southern California Broadcasters, the International Radio Festival of New York, the Silver Microphone, the Belding, London International, and the prestigious, the very, very prestigious Clio. The Clio Award. Wow. On behalf of hundreds of ad agencies and clients across the country. Now, his client roster includes Kroger, Charles Schwab, Quiznos, Pella Windows, and Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer, among many, many. And on the other side of the glass, you could say, or on the other side of the, his business, he is a, a voice actor. And Audiophile Magazine twice has voted him to be one of the best voices of the year. And so what he's doing is he's doing radio and TV commercials aside from audiobooks. He's done over 100 of those. He's done foreign film dubbing, animated series, interactive online and video games. He's represented by an agency, Idiom Talent, in Los Angeles, and he has many other agencies around the country. Um, He's a lot of fun, as you've noticed already. And he's also a teacher. He also does, I don't know where he gets time. He's full of energy and he's married. So I don't know how he gets it all done. But he does pro bono work. um, And he also instructs and coaches uh, voiceover to people professionally in in school, as well as he does his own coaching on the side. And guess what else he does? He writes a column and guest speaks at different... He likes to be busy. I will give you Mark's uh, information and contact information at the end of our show, but 
For right now, you can look him up at CashmanCommercials.com. That's cash like as in money, man like hey man, commercials. No spaces, just that with a dot com at the end. Is there anything I need to add, Mark? Oh, my goodness. Um, Did yes, I forget uh, anything? I tried, I tried lobbying Congress for an extra day during the week, and, and uh, uh, they haven't gotten back to me. Okay. Well, you know, they're kind of busy doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of work to do nothing. <laughs> we don't want to dive down into political arenas, though. We're here to talk about you and your experience. And right. I guess... Really, one of the most interesting things is that's a huge advertising background. Did you start voiceover and act advertising at the same time, or how did no. that happen? No, actually, uh, I didn't. I was, I was uh, uh, producing commercials for a couple of years uh, until one of my clients said, uh, hey, why don't you do the voiceover for this campaign? And I said, oh, no. Um, I, I work with some of the top voice talent in the world. I, I, I know that they could do a much better job. And they said, no, 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 no. You, your voice is, it, we think it's a perfect match for our product. And I said, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> sure, I'll give it, a, give it a shot. And, and of course, I've been working with talent for a number of years. And, and uh, so I just pretty much emulated them and, and uh, pulled it off somehow. I don't <laughs> know how. Um, and then a few other Clients asked me the same thing, and after a short amount of time, I realized, oh boy, uh, I better really get with the program here. It was serendipity. I, a, a bunch of professional voice talent uh, had started a workout group. Oh, It was really one of the first workout groups um, ever in Los Angeles, and um, started in the mid-80s. I'm just dating myself right now. Oh, that's but, all right. Um, 25 years, we already the, said. We already put you in the industry. If you started when you were 10, you're only 35. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Rebecca. I really appreciate that. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, I started this workout group. I was working with uh, nine or 10 other real pros, and we met uh, once a week uh, for three hours a night. Wow. And we each chipped in some money to the studio, and we brought copy in, and we directed each other. And um, very soon after, I was I got representation, and and but I kept going with the workout group, and and really, really listening to uh, to the pros and and emulating them, and and uh, and then of course listening to a whole bunch of other people as I was producing them, and started you know learning that way and by osmosis, and and. Uh, I took a couple of classes as well when I had the time and um, just realized that obviously, you know, I was getting into the voice acting end and I just wanted to make sure that, well, that I measured up to the people who I was hiring. I had to be as good as they were. Well, let me ask you this. Now, you hail from New York, or at least Mm -hmm. it seems you went to high school and college, uh, university. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you you were already in Los Angeles when you were doing the the advertising production, is that yes. correct? So yeah. So you started to do the advertising production and kind of joined in with the voiceover as you were requested to by your clients. Yes. Now this happens a lot with people in uh, smaller markets, but you were in Los Angeles, so that's kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. What I've noticed is that sometimes, and this this I want to find out just because I'm curious. Basically, sometimes that saves a client money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what I'm curious of is, 
I think it's great. I mean, everybody wants to get their start however they get their start. And if mm-hmm. you keep getting asked and you keep producing and doing it all, you're basically really understanding the client and they're really gelling with you and they want you as the voice too because they feel you throughout, mm-hmm. I guess. Because mm-hmm. you were writing the commercials too? or yes. Were, okay. yes. Yeah. 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 I get it. I get it really easily. Is there anything to how you got from New York to L.A. that, that corresponds in the, in the flux of your early years there? Not really. It, it really came down to weather, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, I've been, swear to God, I, I, I've been living back east for 30 years. And finally, after 30 years, I said, I was just getting tired of the brutal winters and the brutal summers. And I said, I want to live in a place where I can walk outside in my shorts and flip-flops and a t-shirt in the middle of February uh, and, 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 and be warm. Yeah. And there was only one place, and that was Southern California. Yeah. So if it was a choice between New York, L.A., New York, L.A., there was no choice. It was, it was, no it was choice. L.A. That's it awesome. was L.A. I came out here for the weather. I came out here for the weather, the weather, the weather. I know there are earthquakes. I know there are wildfires. But not like, again, those brutal winters back east and those just soul-sucking summers where the humidity, you walk outside your front porch and and, and say, you know. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, I lived about eight years as I was growing up in Pennsylvania. I know that humidity can be horrifying there. It is horrible. And what was really interesting was just a beautiful side effect was because I wasn't acclimated to Los Angeles uh, for at least the first 10 years. All the allergies that I had back east all went away. Ah. That was wonderful. That was really terrific. So uh, it really was a weather-related decision. We'll take a real quick break and be right back. Hey, all you sexy, fabulous, wonderful, joyous, prosperous, wealthy, beautiful people. This is Rebecca Michaels-Haw, also known as Love That Rebecca, of Love That VoiceOver. I wanted to thank you for listening to the podcast. My focus, our voiceover talent, casting directors, and other creatives that work behind the mic. Tune in anytime since archives are online at Blog Talk Radio right now. So tell your friends, tell your other friends, tell everyone to tune in to Love That VoiceOver with Love That Rebecca, Rebecca Michaels-Haw. If you'd like to publicize a nonprofit charity or special event, just write me at Rebecca at lovethatrebecca.com with the details. All right, let's jump back in. So one of the things that I've known is that sometimes people in smaller markets, this happens now, that's why I wasn't sure how it corresponds to you, Mm -hmm. but they might be producing for a local cable or TV uh, operator or radio station, and they might be producing, writing, producing, Mm -hmm. and then voicing because there's no time, no budget for talent. Um, And for you, and I know people right now who are in that situation, so I think it's really relevant, and that's what I wanted to tie to to your experience, because you just expressed how you went from being in those shoes, but then deciding you wanted to play with the big leagues. You decided that the training was going to be really critical for you to, what, to go to the next level, to be competitive, because you're already being selected. How did you gauge that in your mind? What were you thinking about? <laughs> I, it's, it's funny because uh, there was there was really no formulation. No, uh, <laughs> there, you have good instincts. There really was just a pure desire. 
that was that's that's all there was. Oh. Uh, but but um, uh, just to put it in realistic terms, um, I saved up uh, enough money at the, in a, in a previous lifetime. Yes. I was an actual teacher. I was a school teacher. I had got my master's in education. Oh, I was wow. teaching the public school system. Oh and, wow, um, that explains a lot about <laughs> your your mixing so, it all up now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, uh, I I um, I enjoyed teaching. I liked the kids. Didn't love them. I liked them. <laughs> all of them. And and I and I hated the system. The system was just too rigid and too <sighs> just just too rigid and not creative. And and that's just not. It wasn't me. Right. And so um, uh, when I left to go to Los Angeles, I knew that I wanted to be a commercial producer, but I had absolutely no idea how I was going to do it. Okay. I had no formulation. I had no plan. There was no, there weren't any courses you could take. So I came to Los Angeles and within uh, two months, I found a course. It was an extension course uh, uh, given by, at UCLA uh, called um, uh, Commercial Production. And it was given by uh, a guy named Chuck Bloor. Was one of the top commercial producers in the world oh, wow. at that time, and um, so I had originally come to Los Angeles because I was a, a musician and a composer, and I thought that I would do jingles. But after I studied one this one course with Chuck Bloor, uh, I realized that I needed to do more than just music because I was a writer as well. So I, I and, and he was one of the few people in the world who was writing music and copy for radio and TV, and I said that's. That's what I want to do. That would encompass okay. everything. That would encompass all of my talents, and I would be able to. And, and, and I wouldn't be stuck or pigeonholed in one specific area. I'd be. I'd have more latitude and be able to work on multiple projects and different kinds of projects and things like that. Okay. So that was my. That was the idea in my mind. Well, after three months of, of savings were gone, <laughs> I I had to I had to find a way to keep the roof over my head. And the phone and the wall and the utilities paid. Yeah. And of course, be able to eat, you know, things like that. Things like that. So, so I figured, okay, well, what kind of a job am I going to get? It's going to do all those things and leave me free during the day. Because during the day, I was talking to agencies, I was working on productions, I was recruiting talent, I was uh, doing all sorts of things, going on meetings and all sorts of stuff. So I needed to find a job that would give me the flexibility of being able to do all those things during the day, meaning I either had to get a swing shift job or a graveyard shift job. Well, the graveyard shift job I thought was stupid because if you're working graveyard, then you're going to be exhausted to work during the day. Mm -hmm. So as far as I was concerned, the only viable solution was swing shift, either from four to midnight or five to one or whatever the case may be. And that would give me the flexibility during the day. I got a job as a limo driver. <laughs> I drove I drove a limousine wow. from four in the afternoon till midnight or five in the afternoon till one in the morning. But that gave me that let me get home, get some sleep, get up the next morning, be able to function, do my work during the day, and then go and do that. And oh I my did gosh. that for about about I did that for about two oh, at least two years. Um, and while I was doing part-time work and gaining and just building up a clientele, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, and um, finally, after a couple of years, a uh, push finally came to shove, and I was able to tell the, the company, a limousine company, thanks very much. I really appreciate the work, but I've got to move on. And, and, uh, and that, again, kept me going until I was finally able to say, 
Thanks. Oh, look and, at this. See, everybody well, gets their start somewhere, somehow. And it somehow. always, always has to do with <laughs> what it is that they want and how focused they are. Gosh, Absolutely. that's great. From limo driver to Clio award winner. <laughs> yeah, I, I will tell you, I will tell you one very funny story. Well, it's only funny in retrospect because uh, at the time it was not funny. Yeah. Um, you know, in our business, we, 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 we wax and wane. We have we have great periods, and then we have uh, periods where there's where we're wondering, am I ever going to get hired again? Am I ever going to work again? Yeah, that's very very common for, also, for people in our business. Also, also known as wax and wine. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. And I remember at one point I was down to my last twenty dollars. Oh my god! Literally, my last twenty dollars, and it was in my pocket. I, I I just drained my bank account. I was down to my last twenty bucks. I had to get gas. I went to the gas station. I gave them 20 bucks, and I was so worried about this that I forgot my change. Ah, that's your Big Mac, your hamburger. I get at home. I reach, I reach into my pocket, and I realize I have no money. I left the $20 bill at the gas station. I'm panicking because it's like 11 o'clock at night. Somehow, I... I don't know how, but I found the gas station. You know how many hundreds of gas stations there are in the San Fernando Valley? <laughs> Somehow I found the gas station that I had stopped in. They answered the phone, and I said, listen, I just was at your station, and I just gave you a 20, and I left the change. And they said, oh, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> and, and, and I said, listen, i I got to get the rest of that change. That's the only money I've left in the world. And they said, oh, we're closing. I said, no, no, you got to stay open. you got to stay open. I, I, I need that money. Okay, okay, you, how, how quick do you come? I said, okay, I, I'll be there. I'll be there in, in 20 minutes. I'll be there in 20 minutes. Okay, we wait. <laughs> I jump in the car. I race towards the, to the gas station to get there on time. I race and I'm pulled over by a cop. <laughs> and I get a $75 oh. ticket for speeding to pick up, what, you know, $13 and change. Thank you very much. You know, I always wondered, you, you just did something there, and I've always wondered for years, who wrote... Well, don't you, do you know yet? I don't no, know. No, no, no. We'll never know. For those we who are listening, know. no, for those who are listening, That's email, right. like, you know, who, email who me. Fire? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the blah, 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 and then there's the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Could be two different people. No, that's fantastic, and I'm so sorry. Did you get your change, or were you too late by the oh, time? Oh yeah, I know. I I, I limped. I mean, you know, I, I went there, and of course they were waiting and waiting and waiting because uh, the cop took time to take the ticket. Yeah. To get the ticket. And no, I got my my change, and of course I, you know, it's all it's a very karmic thing. You know, you put something out here, you get this, and and so. Um, uh, but at the time, I was all the way back. I said, "Oh my God, here I was trying to." to just get the little money I had, and, and look what I just injected. I can't believe the cop and, didn't give you a break. <laughs> That's not L.A. Be a break. No, but but you see, karma. The next day, I got a call from an agency saying, "Hey, we'd like you to do a campaign." Oh, and so yee-hoo. that paid for the ticket plus, et cetera, et cetera, and and then I think that was probably one of the lowest points of my my career at that particular point. And uh, uh, but uh, you know. 
It's life is funny though. And it's a great story. And you are not there anymore. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Love That Voiceover. We will be back next week. Thanks for joining us.